So this is day five of our development of the Displa Touch narrative project, which has been funded by the Arts Council. Um, so it's the f yeah day five because we I think we're going to do more development days later on, um, with um, Emma Jane Hines and Lenny Varvaridis and me Kazmier Bielecki. Um, so as well as it being an R&D, it's also been a writing workshop where we've written the, the, the moments live in the rehearsal room. I know we've spoken about it before, but I feel very proud that by Friday we have completed 12 monologues, which feels, yeah, which feels quite an achievement. achievement. Yeah, um, writing and editing and re-editing live in the room. Um... Emma and I were talking about, we were trying to find the language to explain what this thing is. And we were trying to uh, illustrate, I guess, the differences between dance and what we've been working on over the last week in terms of finding the movement and exploring touch. Um, and I asked Emma, like, could she sum it up in a sentence? Like, what this is? What is the Displa Touch project? So I'm going to ask you again, Emma. <laughs> Can you sum up what the Displa project is? The Displa Touch project is. I think I can. In my mind, it is. It's touch. It's meditative movement that penetrates the body. So I'm going to start again. <clears throat> it's a hard thing to describe because it, it's new. It's a new thing we've discovered. So it is how the text and how words can penetrate the body through touch and meditative movement. That's what I. That's how I've summed it up in my mind, and I'm quite happy with with that. <laughs> um. Shall I elaborate? Yeah, um, just ex just a little bit more in terms of the things that you were saying earlier on today when you were um, looking for the movement through um, me repeating the, the poem and the text over and over. Like the idea that you wanted, you, 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 you called it a ritual and you wanted to soothe yourself. And that's mm. come up quite a lot throughout the week in terms yeah. of the way that you touch yourself and in terms of... Um, like the very immediate experience you're having yeah in the movements you're creating i thought that was really interesting and yeah if you Great. if you did want to expand on that yeah sure so for me um as we've discussed before a dancer's background and more of, much more of a movement choreography um sort of i guess quite regimented type background where it's like this is the feeling, this is the text, and this is a movement to show that. This is the emotion I'm showing. It's not so much the emotion I'm showing, it's what emotion am I feeling, and what movement and what touch can I do to accelerate that. So, for example, today, um, we Lenny wrote a new monologue, uh, a new moment, and again, um, we... We, we read it through quite a few times together. Um, Lenny was editing um, and 
I thought that's so helpful because I've it's it's very much your voice and I don't I don't think that should be changed by me too much so it but it's so helpful for me to hear it and then me reading it we're editing and then I I improvised some movements so for, for, for today's monologue moment 12 I I felt it very much in my chest very much in my heart and I felt like it's really hard to get to that from you know outside of your body so how do I get how do I do that how do I bring the heart outside of the body and touch that on my skin so we experimented with reaching reaching for it through the back um Lenny I think you I was trying to reach for it through the front but you said how about reaching for it in the back because it's harder to reach um and then I realized you know touching your back is is so powerful and reaching for something that I felt like I needed to bring outside of the body I then had this energy in my hands from my back that needed to explore I felt that needed to explore my body so this is movement that is is cathartic for me I was I and not beautiful it's not no. like dancery it's not slick it's not stylized it's kind of ugly and raw and um, um like feels very primitive yeah I'm using much more intuition in this practice than I would as a dancer this is more what does my body want to do what do my ha- where do my hands want to go where is the energy in my body I've never thought as deeply about it before in my life I'm more like what looks good what what's interesting you know this is more what do I need to do to experience this moment with my body Mm. um yeah so it can be quite the shapes that I'm making can be quite ugly you know how my skin moves on top of each other how do my hands move around my body it's it's yeah it's not supposed to be beautiful but it's supposed to feel a certain way Mm. so this um this final the final product that we're going to be producing from this week and the subsequent weeks um or the next weeks what's subsequent mean next does that mean before um, or after um going forward okay cool yeah. nice subsequent weeks um will be a a publication a book or a series of um sheets of paper basic with writing on so this will all be translated to text um how does that work and how has that worked over this week um for for me I just see it as a book that you open and on one side of the page you've got your your instructions of movement and then on the other side of the page you've got the monologue and Kaz and I have been discussing whether or not it should also be accompanied with an audio object whether it's um an online file or podcast that you can listen to the audio live or something a bit more uh, precious and like more legacy based like a record um so that it becomes these things these objects like you've got your book you've got your record you've got this experience of an invitation 
to feel like a creative, to feel like a performer, to feel like a dancer, to feel like a writer, to feel like you are going through a very physical and very emotional journey through the text on your own. Um, And I think that's quite exciting, like the idea of can the audience really take the place of the performer? Can the audience experience exactly the same or more than by being the channel in which they experience this this piece of work? And can they learn a new language in which to communicate with their own skin? And I was saying to Emma earlier on, like subconsciously in the shower, I took the water and I was just running the, the shower head up and down my forearm. And I wasn't even thinking, oh, I'm going to experiment with movement so I know what I'm doing in the rehearsal room today. It was very instinctive. I almost felt I wasn't conscious. I felt like this action happened without my consent. And I only recognized that I was doing this after I was doing it. So I was doing it and then my eyes dropped down to my arm and I'm witnessing my body communicating, my one arm communicating with the other arm. I felt like I was walking into a conversation and that the conversation was going on without me and I was a witness to it. And I was like, wow, that's just after a couple of days of welcoming this new way of communicating, of like waking up the body. And I'm not even a dancer. I'm not even connected at all to my body. I'm not even going through the rehearsal in the same way that you are every day, you know, like for five hours every day. So I was thinking if that can happen just from me witnessing what you're doing, what would it be like if I experienced it? I'm quite excited for me to actually go through the steps that we've created, the one to 10 steps and see like, well, what happens if I, if I do this? Is it meditation? Is it, um, therapy in a way like is because you used the word cathartic earlier on and it, is it like a cleansing are we cleansing right now is this is this what it feels like when the skin connects to memory in this way um so it was quite like it felt like a very poetic moment that wasn't manufactured and that made me go oh I wonder if that's going to happen again and I'm scared that I'm looking for it now and then maybe I am going to manufacture <laughs> yeah. it. But I'm interested. But we've manufactured it so that it becomes natural and instinctive. Because I, th- I think you're right. It's so interesting that you felt like you were walking in on your body communicating. That is quite amazing. And it's, as I said, I feel like we have lost touch with our bodies and we've lost some kind of connection there where we're very mind driven and we're very much um, living our lives and our bodies are kind of just an accessory that gets us around and digests our food when actually we're missing out on a lot and those things we've discovered this week is that I guess is that I mean is that the point the reason why we are missing out on all this stuff is because we don't need to like you know breathing um the blood going around our bodies like um the information electrical signals and so on they need to carry on to purely keep us alive so the whole idea that we don't know what's going on is 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 quite is probably quite sensible will anything come out uh, good um is it just a luxury is it just you know um, a load of artists messing around with this stuff and like it's kind of ridiculous to even well, think em- that Emma said earlier yeah. on when she described this movement as mindful 
in the mindful culture it's all about like being aware of the moment and your breathing and like being connected and being aware and the idea that this is us as our at our spiritual beginning mm. like at our spiritual beginning we are consciousness and then through life and through capitalism we lose our consciousness and um I had to get that in. <laughs> well, well, you, scripted, well, because me and Emma were talking before about yeah. how you're not allowed anymore to criticise capitalism. And I was reading her Guardian article earlier oh, sure. on that if you blacklisted yeah but <laughs> if you if you talk about in capital, education in in education but then it will sift through everywhere won't it mm. um so yeah so this idea that it benefits others for us not to be listening to our own body because like you said you'll instinctively Definitely. know if something is good or bad for you yeah okay and i think we've lost that art sure. of connection but um Oh, I was going to say something. Sorry, Kesh, you were going to say something. Um, uh, I guess connected, um, the idea that only a privileged few should be able to um, research these things. Uh, societies, governments generally need bods, bodies, robots to carry mm. on doing whatever job they need to be doing, which I guess was during the Industrial Revolution, that was essential. You needed people to build things. You needed people to build wheels and bread, bake bread and like make candles and whatever. Like you needed people to do that. But I guess um you didn't in that we don't really think. need that any as much anymore. Um in that most of Britain's income comes through the financial industries, which means people are just messing around with money and building money on top of money. Um and everybody else's jobs are kind of a little bit more pointless in that the manufacturing industry has dis completely been decimated um and so that we are able to look at this mindful stuff and yeah i guess the worth is there that before um, societies and governments said no no stop thinking for yourself we need to think as a, a huge organization as a community um so i guess the reason why we're doing this now is purely because we have I don't know, purely because we're allowed to. Well, also, we also someone said about how um, I, I was. I was. I mentioned that I used to, when I was young, play with the skin between my dad's thumb and his forefinger. Um, and Emma said, "Oh, that's what you're meant to do if you've got a headache." And I almost feel like we don't touch our body anymore. Like it's not. You know, you might whack on the moisturizer and mm. the sun cream. But we don't try and have conversations with our body. We don't um, treat meditation. Uh, we, we don't. We don't approach meditation through touch. It's always through the mind and through having like silence or maybe repeating a, a mantra. But if you were to just and some of the, the some of the movements in the thing are about repetition, and I'm doing it now, like I'm rubbing my hand, and it's interesting how that heat creates an image or it creates a feeling or it creates a memory and I just wonder like oh if we did it more how far back would our memory go how far back would our lives go if we started to connect with our body what would we what would we remember what what would what would we need like I just think it's I feel like we've just begun the exploration of touch and I almost feel like the monologues within the piece create the theatre but the, the steps, the one to 10 steps create the journey, like of really exploring what your body, how your, how your body moves. 
into a conversation. So and because you said earlier on, oh, it's very much my voice. I was like, I don't know if that's actually a good thing. Like may- maybe, maybe that, maybe the, the moments are something else. And the touch is about a series of steps. So talk more about the translation uh, that you are writing down. So we've got the monologues on one side and you've got the instructions. You've got your version one and version two. But as together, version one and version two are basically just instructions of how to move. Mm. Could you give us an example of, of those instructions and how they're going to work? As in cut. We can, yeah. yeah. So I, I feel that um, just bouncing off what you guys have just said, it is a almost a guided I don't want to call it a guided meditation because that's not what it is but it is a guided it has elements it has elements yeah and and it's I I do think that there's something about meditation and I know it's not so much touch it's more you think of parts of your body and even just thinking of your hand I'm thinking of my hand now thinking of the sensations I can already feel a pulse in my thumb every finger is tingling slightly like how often do we notice those things it's we are alive like my hand is alive and I do think it is you know really really focusing on a body part um moving it's it's good for you it's really really good for you it's it's you know I'm not going to go into everything it does for you but I, the times when we've been putting these move these these kind of guided meditation movements together guided movement I've been so immersed in them that I sort of come out of them and I think well, where have I been for wow. the last minute or two sure. um and then I've still got the actor in me going was it good was it good <laughs> <laughs> but but it's not but I've very much gone it's not about that um I've just really really got into it so and, you know, moving on to an example of what that movement would be. Um, <clears throat> Do moment 12, because we've, we've brought yeah. up moment 12 already. So we've worked on moment 12 today. And um, so level one movement is explore the full mobility of your hands against your back. Experiment reaching down your back, making a fist out of your hands and finding your fingers as you move from your shoulders to the full stretch of your back. So even level one, it's got it. You're thinking of your back. You're thinking of how your hands and fists move and reach down your back. That's that doing that with your full concentration and your full. Um, uh, attention is actually very very powerful so and then alongside the text you know it's even it's even more powerful so level two I'm just going to go through the level the the steps the guided movement for level two I think guided movement is actually quite a nice yeah, way typing of guided it. movement that's what guided we're going to call it level two movement for moment 12 one sit on the floor cross-legged Two, bring your hands up to your shoulders. Three, turn your hands into fists. Four, push fists down your back. Five, gently extend your fingers out so that you can reach down further. Six, 
curve your back with your head towards the floor so you can experiment with how far down your hands can go. 7. Bring your hands over your head and hold your hands in a cupping shape in front of your face. 8. Slowly slide the cupped hands over your skin towards your hip. 9. Change and repeat the speed and direction you travel the cup around your body. 10. Move the cupped hands over your head so that you arrive back where you started. Begin to tap your hands onto your back repeatedly and gently and rhythmically. Allow your back to bend and bounce slowly. I'm just trying to follow that. <laughs> How did you find it, Lenny? I feel like I, w- I, th- I feel like I want time put into that. Like, do this for 20 seconds. Do this sure. for, you know, yeah, pause, keep like doing that, it. it. No, and mm. I felt that when you were doing it as well, I was like, oh, it's going too quickly. Like, how do you tell the audience or the reader, the participant, like, don't, you know, don't do this too quickly. Like, do it slowly and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it until you're ready to well, move on to the next put in moment. Numbers. Count, you know, count to 10, count to 20. So do this while counting to 10 or while counting to 20. Yeah. I also, I, I, I But then you'll, you won't be, you won't be aware of mm, what else you're thinking no, about. Sure. I almost think it's sort of like spend, there should be like a little note at the bottom or on the, in the front of the book, just a suggestion, spend as long as you want on each step, even, you know, even if, moment one if you want to play moment one again if you want to hear moment one again that's fine or if you play moment one to the end of the text yeah I mean while you were saying that I had the I had a a notion of a bell so like in the in the recording which would make it really meditative um but that the bell chimes when it's time to move on to the next Mm. movement but then, then I was saying to you, like, is it too controlled? Like, we're telling people, now do this, now do that, now do this, now... And I don't... I, like, we want it to be their experience, experienced to their pace. Yeah. Wave noises in the background. Wave noises, yeah. Wave noises. In- now, now you're making fun of me. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I mean, I think that it's... Like, with anything, it's a balance. Like, for example, yoga, that's very slow. You're... Um, you're 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 moving through each part of your body slowly being mindful but it's still there's still someone telling you what to do but that doesn't make it you're still managing to lead with your own body and do what it feels so I think it's just about yeah it probably would be about 10 breaths per step um but then maybe saying that as like a suggestion like it's about 10 breaths per step if you feel like you want to carry on with one of the steps for a bit longer that's fine mm. do you think then that the movement in the in, in level two is closer to yoga than to like would you describe it um it has more in common with yoga moves as as opposed to dance moves that's a tricky one i wouldn't say it's yoga and i wouldn't say it's dance it's kind of what we've the language we've created is a mix of movement i'd I'd say more movement than dance it's a it's it's a mix of movement 
yeah, I, I, I don't know what to call it. Did we come up with a... It's, it's definitely not dance, and it's definitely not... It's definitely... I think the word we said before was exploratory movement. Yeah, mindful exploratory movement, yeah. It's a little bit dance, it's a little bit yoga, but at the same time, it's a totally new thing. And it's also... Um, I, I felt like it was quite abstract, especially the stuff that we were doing for camera to illustrate the repetitiveness of level one. Mm. I felt like it... Yeah, it felt very abstract, like non-linear and... Mm. Uh, I've used the word before, like, but primitive, non-linear, abstract. If it was a painting, it would be described as an abstract painting. And I don't know what that is called in, in, in like, the dance vocabulary. I think, I think it's really worth um, detaching it from dance and yoga. And yes, absolutely, of course, there's similarities and so on. But this isn't, I mean, dance isn't, but yoga is. This isn't about healing. This is about um, a communication of memory, communication of textures feelings of, of, of an artistic practice um you so, can't yeah, help though with the with the with the way the body moves mm. when it moves in these abstract primitive ways you can't help but it become about the ritual and the ritual is about um mm. i think healing yeah i mean it, it's i think that there's there's in this there may be some moments that maybe healing for the person because of the nature of it but I also think there's bits there's movement that taps in to some not you know darker places triggering triggering yeah more triggering movement so I think yeah so it's triggering so you have to be vulnerable to allow yourself to be triggered but every time you come out of it you feel and seem a little bit lighter. So is it like you go through all of the knots and then even though it might be a bit triggering, you s you seem to have evolved a little bit. Like you seem to be more open. I, I don't know what that would be It seems be quite... Um, uh, the reason why that potentially might be is purely because of the subject matter. It's very gentle. Um, what you've written is very gentle. It's not about, like, I don't know, hate aggression anger sort of um feeling nasty it's about feeling quite gentle and nice um so if you were to write a piece that was about some kind of horrible situation or some kind of horrible event which i guess some, some of it i don't agree i think quite a few of the moments because you're exploring mm. the the relationship that the protagonist has with touch through the relationships and the connections the physical connections that ca that protagonist has uh. throughout their life I, I don't feel like the kid that kicks the yeah, shins, no, no, totally. sure, it's not sorry. nice. I mean, there's like an undercurrent of... Detachment, though. There's, yeah, yeah there, there is an element through the storytelling of detachment and knowing that everything's going to be all right in the end. Like the idea of, oh, you'll grow out of it. Like that, you'll be all right, it's you'll grow up. It happened a long time yeah, ago. It doesn't yeah. matter anymore. Sure. This is just a flash and you end up with a really good life at the so end of it. So there's always that safety there. Mm. So are you saying that if that if you wrote something that, that potentially wasn't, didn't, didn't have that safety, which I guess most people experiencing this thing would always 
the audience um, would always be from a place of safety, sitting in their house, having just bought a nice, you know, book. Um, they're always going to be from a place of safety. So potentially, yeah, this will never have a bad feeling. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Emma, what do you feel like when you were acting them? Did you feel that it was all nice and cosy? No, I felt some of them were. Um, I I felt quite. I gosh. I mean, I think I've. I feel like I've gone through lots of different emotions and lots of different feelings caused by my body and what I've done to my body and how I've moved my body on my body if that makes any sense um but I think yeah for example the last one we were doing moment 12 that felt yeah it, it, it's felt quite it was quite a struggle it was quite painful physically which made me feel it emotionally and Yeah, it, it, at times I've felt quite, yeah, overwhelmed by, by what I'm doing to my body. So I think there is space in this for, like all theatre, not that it's theatre, like all art and performance and and movement, it's got a scale, a sliding scale of comforting, um, soothing, nostalgic oh, nostalgic horrific damaging wanting to shed your skin wanting to be someone else so i think it's 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 yeah i've definitely connected to all of the monologues and the moments and i think that a lot of other people perhaps particularly females will be like god i've been there yeah i i i I still feel like this is very much a, fem a feminist text, predominantly to be experienced by other feminists or females. Um, I am curious to know, like, what happens when a male person goes through that. Because Kaz was like, oh, but they're all really nice moments. So that just made me feel like, he doesn't get it. <laughs> I, think he, I think he's, like, completely detached from the female, like, experience of course he is i'm not connected to the male experience like that isn't a criticism you don't know man but i just don't feel like you see yeah, sure. the the difficulties that the protagonist experiences like the the violence of the experiences i think you just see it from another perspective of oh that's just childhood or you'll get over it oh that's you know everyone goes through that instead of like tuning in in the way that I think Emma tunes in and imagines or reimagines a memory from from the text um so again is it that girls are more sensitive or is it that females can relate to these lived experiences or is it that as a performer you're able to empathize with the protagonist like all of those things are relevant um and all of them are irrelevant because the people, we don't know who's who our audience is. And that's another thing that's really exciting about working in a text-based format, that it almost democratizes the people that are going to engage with your work because most people engage with, with books. 
not everyone goes to the theatre. Even fewer people experience VR, which is what this piece was originally going to be, like a VR XR experience. So I kind of feel like the audience now is anyone. Mm-hmm. Knowing knowing that anyone can buy a book, any, it could be anyone, because anyone can buy a book. That's what I mean. Okay. Obviously, the types of people that will be seeking this out will be coming from a creative background because they'll be seeking out that kind of content. But there's also more of a chance that it could also be anyone. It could be someone that reads the back of a, a book cover in a bookshop and picks it up and thinks it might be a nice present for someone. It, that's what I mean. Like, we don't have a control over who who engages with this whereas if it was a piece of theater we would be target marketing who we think our audience would be um, no you don't think no no totally totally i've got a very very clear idea of who the audience Tell, are. say well i mean um these people are going to be people that are interested in books to start with you know that people that can afford to buy books people that have the time to actually read a book people that have the time to think about um enjoying um performance beyond what's on telly what's on netflix what's easy um it's it's an effort people who have bookshelves bookshelves aren't aren't something that everybody has it's not something normal um so there are a very specific generally middle class middle-aged um uh, audience here that um are interested in the arts mm-hmm. oh that's a shame i thought i thought it'd be more yeah, I thought no, we'd totally. be reaching a wider audience through a book and not a performance. I mean, again, this isn't this isn't about um, reaching uh, millions of people, thousands of people. This is about reaching uh, a couple of hundred, basically, um, to um, install these ideas with a few other people for people to continue and and and, and develop. This is a practice. Um, so this is just a little seed, I guess. Mm. I do feel like that. I think I, I don't know if I said it on on the podcast or not but I feel like I've only just started understanding the potential of this and I'm relieved it's over because like writing every day is like really hard um I so I'm emotionally relieved that the writing process is over but I almost feel like now we should be beginning like it should have been one week writing and maybe a couple more weeks exploring so Kaz and I definitely do want to have more participatory workshops now that we've got the text to be able to explore the possibilities and how different people engage with the guided movement. So I know on our website, displa.com, Kaz has already put up um, a sign a sign in form, sign up form, sign on form. Yeah, What's just a, 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 a form to register your interest in participation. Yeah, so if anyone is listening to this and they would like to play, then um, drop us an email. Um, and yeah, I think this is going to continue for for a bit longer.